Hello, and welcome to another episode of Esports Connected. I'm your host, Megan Van Patten. Today we have Dwayne Pierre on the show. Dwayne, welcome to the show. How are you, Megan? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Tell me I have your last name right. Yeah, Pierre. Yeah, what a nice name. Thank what you. What a nice name. Thank you. I, I can't help but to notice the headset. Yes, this is uh well, a bunch of things are going on. So so this is this is my favorite um headset. I have several. I make sure I buy them for the comfort and um I got a pink one so that you know for my serenity now moments and anytime I feel like you know like I'm having like a week where I need to just sort of relax I I started wearing these and then it just sort of became you know what like why not be in a good relaxed state as much as possible so I wear these all the time now you know there is something to color therapy there's the baby blue and the soft pink Mm-hmm. You know, there's no accident that there are yeah. there are precious soft Absolutely. colors. Absolutely, and I'm I'm wearing I'm wearing baby blue and and pink. I know. And so, yeah. I see that. Yeah. I see that. And so, it's uh, what you call it? It's uh, what is it? It's National Cherry Blossom uh, Festival. Is that that's going on? And I used to go to D.C. and do that all the time. So you know, I'm I'm celebrating everything right now. I'm celebrating. I'm, ce- I'm celebrating my 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 peace of mind. That's wonderful. For those of you that aren't watching, you know, beautiful, beautiful pink set headsets and a nice uh, baby blue shirt. So you come with some jazz, Dwayne. <laughs> so let me share a little bit about what you're up to. Dwayne is the executive director and co-founder of the Worldwide Youth Networks. It's a youth empowerment collective that uses esports as a means to create safe spaces for youth to learn, live, and thrive. Dwayne himself is an avid gamer, comic book collector, and movie collector, music film enthusiast, film enthusiast, and has been involved in youth enrichment work for 30 years. You live in Connecticut. You have a wife, you have three children, and what a fun dad you'd be with all those hobbies. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I, I I figured out a way to turn all of my uh all of my passions into you know empowerment for myself and it helped me with uh, my own education and my own mentoring style has been always based around um you know video production video games music you know wherever i can you know engage you is pretty much where i try to meet them and esports has has been a godsend for us because it encompasses so many different things like not just the competitive play but uh you know just like the social aspect of it um regardless of what your other um fandom whatever 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 the other your other fandom is within esports you find some sort of alignment so you know we have kids who are like oh like we really like anime and then they'll only play anime games or you know we like music and then like they're really like you know they'll like create like chip tunes they're really you know fans of different things and it's just like you know what like whatever whatever gets you to that point of happiness you can really find that in esports you really can um you you know i i know you're also a coach was that your entry point to getting involved um, well, you know, I, I started coaching in a very roundabout way. Um, we were running programming where, you know, the youth kept, uh, the youth in our program kept saying um, that we had to get involved in esports. And, you know, through their share, 
doggedness and, you know, really hounded me about it, we sat down and, you know, I, I have a, 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 an open policy where if you can come up with a plan that we can sit down and figure out a way to get the funding for it, we'll do the implementation. Well, I sat down and, you know, at first I was like, you know what, like no one's going to pay us to run a, a gaming program. And the kids kept coming back. You know, originally we were doing video production and coding, um, some music production, things of that nature. But, you know, we had esports and we had gaming as, um, you know, really just something that we did on the side. Um, and then we got into esports as a recreational thing for the youth. So it's like, oh, you know, if you, if you do this video project, you know, then you can join the team and then you can play for our local school district because we went, we went through the process of getting approved um, uh, it, Connecticut runs the uh, CIAC Play Versus platform. So we were plugged into that before we were officially um, at uh, the high school, um, running programs at the high school. And, you know, it's just because the kids were like, oh, you have to do it, you have to do it, you have to do it. And I was like, okay, well, you know, what games do they play? And I was looking and um, we, had, we had a bunch of different games that, uh, you know, the students were interested in, but the only one that was actually approved as a varsity sport was Rocket League. And I'm an old school Rocket League player. I mean, when I started playing Rocket League, I would have to wait 20 minutes for people to even get on, a, you know, to basically join a server. So I'd, I'd have, so I would sit and I would wait. So I like, you know, I would sit and I would wait and I would do something else. When somebody came in, like, that's how we play. And then one of my staff was telling me like, you know, he and his friends, like they played three on three and he was telling me how far ranked they were. And then the students were like really engaged. And I said, you know what? I was like, I can coach Rocket League. I was like, I understand Rocket League. I've played Rocket League. I've watched Rocket League and I've actually watched other people play um, at the professional level enough. And I've like done research on teams just for my own, you know, personal interest. So when it came time to figuring out like what we were going to start with, Rocket League was was the was the easy um, way in for me, but in doing so, I ended up um, running uh, an esports program at uh, Central Connecticut State University for this. This will be my sixth summer doing so, and um, you know it just sort of worked out. So when the high school needed uh, to start their program, we were already doing it. So we moved in. Our after school program is Paradigm Academy. So we had the Paradigm Academy teams already playing. We brought those those students in, and then I was helping CCSU find a coach. And when they were having difficulty finding somebody, I was looking at their program and I was helping them sort of revamp it, um, really focusing on the scholastic side of scholastic esports, um, more so than just having students play. And they were like, "Hey, you know what? Like, you're doing all the redesigns. You know, you know, would you be interested in coaching?" And I was like, "I'm not really going to have the time because I'm running my my business and." I'm also coaching at the high school. And they were like, well, it would be in the evenings and you would get to design everything the way you wanted to. And I said, this is great because now mm -hmm. I can connect the, the college, the university to the high school, the high school to the middle school. And now we have an esports path that would run, um, you know, basically all the way up from fifth grade to uh, graduation in high school, and you know, now now the real goal is trying to find community partners and and uh, and um, industry partners that will really show us what are best practices, what what um, students be taking at a collegiate level, and you know, hopefully offer them maybe a job opportunity, but definitely like an internship opportunity, so that they have the practical work experience. So no matter where they go, they've had this experience from middle school all the way 
to post college. So, you know, we, we, you know, we, we define the youth all the way up to 26 because we used to run and we used to have our students, um, you know, once they graduated high school, that was sort of it. And then we would, you know, just sort of keep going and working with the, the younger students all the way up. And then more and more of our students started coming back either to help out with the program or to get additional, um, you know, like mentorship and sort of like, you know, career exploration experience. So we've sort of extended um, what we do and who we do it with um, to reflect the need, not necessarily, um, you know, because I, I think about it and I'm like, when I was 26, I didn't necessarily have it all together. And I had a lot of support in high school. I had a lot of support in college, but once I graduated, it was sort of like, now I'm on my own and people just assume that I understand the way the world works. And that's not the way the world works. So, um, you know, we've, we've really sort of created this long engagement um, with the youth as a, as a basis for how we, we interact. Wow. How many youths have gone through your program? Just, so we've been running Paradigm Academy uh, originally with the, in partnership with CCSU and with the Consolidated School District of New Britain. We started that in 2009. Um, it was a small program. We ran five days a week. The next year we got up to 25 a week. And then I was like, you know, we should really start looking at ways to make this an official program. And we started running um, the summer of 20, fall of, of 2013 is when Paradigm Academy was up and running, but we weren't a 501c3 at that time. We became a 501c3. Um, when we started working with all of these other organizations around the country and around the state, it just made sense for us to, you know, instead of basically create a new entity to house the partnership in, as opposed to trying to expand Paradigm just as a single organization. You know, some some of our our, our best collaborators have you know have have been um, in existence for a very long time. And, it, you know, like we weren't going to rebrand and take over their brand and we didn't want them taking over our brand. So it just made sense for us to create something new. The collaboration, like I said, has been there since 2009. We just, we purposefully went after it in a way where we could raise the funds and that we could show that we are, were a nonprofit organization dedicated to um, empowering youth. And, you know, what, what better way, right? You know, if, if you can make, you know, the world better for a kid growing up and you get to play video games on the same day, that's a good day, right? Like nobody's doubting that. That's a good day. That is a good day. Are you still coaching? Yeah, um, as a matter of fact, uh, let's see, um, tonight, uh, my CCSU team, uh, my CCSU Overwatch team is playing uh, their first playoff game. Um, so we've had, we had, uh, we have Valorant, our, my, my, my collegiate teams, my Valorant team, and my Overwatch team have both made it to uh, the playoffs. And at the high school level, my League of Legends team made it to the playoffs yesterday, and today we have a playoff game in about an hour and, a, and about two hours um, to see whether or not our Smash Brothers team are gonna, are, is going to make it. Our um, our Rocket League team at the high school level, we worked with them, and because of a lot of academic conflicts, we decided to bow out this season. But last season, they made it to the playoffs as well. So, you know, within within three semesters, you know, pretty much every team that I have 
has uh, made it uh, to the playoffs. Um, we made it to the Elite Eight at the CCSU level for Overwatch last uh, last semester, and uh, we're hoping to make it there again. Wow! So tell me, you know, what what's what's the secret? <laughs> you must be very proud. What's uh, the sauce, Coach? The the sauce is, uh, you know, make sure that you have really good people um, to support you. Make sure that uh, you approach it purposefully. Um, I know there are a lot of programs out there, high school, collegiate, where you know it's like, oh, we know that if we do esports, it will help with attendance. We know it'll do this, it'll do that. I'm like, well, that's great. I said, those are clubs. I was like, that's casual play. You don't want to get students if you're if you're not trying to have them play competitively. Don't put them in a competitive league because that's just going to turn them off. You know, we actually have two, um, we, you know, even at CCSU and the same thing at uh, the high school level, what we do is we have a casual club level and then we have the competitive level. And what we do is we, we let students play and we let them get comfortable at the club level. Yeah. And then we actually, we recruit the best of the best from the club level to be on our team. So they've played at least a semester together. Um, you know, we've seen what their strengths and weaknesses are in a way where it's like a low pressure environment. We've coached them along those lines. And then we, you know, we invite them to play and compete. And, you know, we we really try to open things up. You know, um, Central was was previously run in a way where it was like, you know, friends would invite friends to play. And I was like, and you know, it's like, oh, if you knew somebody, you could get on the team. And then you were guaranteed on. And I was like, no, let's just open it up to everyone who's available. At the high school level, you know, we we go we go through every lunch wave and we recruit and we have people come down and you know we talk to them about the academic side of things and you know we have them talk about what their interests are and see whether those interests align before they even show up to play competitively. We want to see what you know what what they're made of. We want to see what you know how purposeful they are in terms of their dedication, not only to learning how to play, growing. The academic side of things but where they are in terms of being dedicated to their teammates right you know a lot of my captains are, are aren't the best players but they are the best individuals for the team they are the glue that holds the team together and i will say hands down that without looking for these you know these captains and these peer leaders we would not be able to play at the level that we play in because it is stressful, you know, you have to do homework. You know, a lot of my students, even at the high school level are, you know, they have jobs. I mean, you know, like they can't afford to just sit at home and play. You know, some we have students that don't even have computers at home that, you know, we stay open late so that they can come in and they can play. And, you know, we're there five days a week. Like, you know, we're like, they get 20 hours of intensive training in a game, but yeah. we're also nurturing them in a way where they're thinking about things outside of the gameplay. We, we try to make sure we have that balance. Um, you know, sometimes, you know, like, I, you know, I, you know, sometimes I'm like, okay, you know, we have to go in and we have to, you know, we have to, you know, press them like really hard because I'm a competitive person, but, you know, I feel that that comes in time, you know, when, you know, because we're working with students now at, at a younger age and we're, we're prepping them, especially with a game like League of Legends, right? League of Legends has a huge learning curve. Like my son is, my son is nine and he's learning it now so that by the time he gets to the high school level, he's not learning it within like a, you know, a semester or two before he jumps in competitive. So, you know, we're, we're noticing that a lot of that, you know, we're, we're recruiting in a way 
that we you know the same way you know we look at okay we want to be able to empower a student over time is the same way we're approaching it when we, we go competitive it's like how long have you been playing you know if you've just been playing recently you can play casual you can still play with the team but we won't put you on you know the competitive side of things you you'll be in the club you know and you know and then we you know we we, we celebrate together as much as possible and you know when we lose you know I always say, you know, you can't you can't cannibalize your teammates. You can't fight your team and the other team. So be gracious in the win. Be even more gracious in the loss. Support each other, and you know, let's focus on that. We stick to the fundamentals. We stick, you know, we stick to working as a team. And I think all of those skills are transferable. Everything that we're teaching them on the competitive side is transferable to you know life lessons. You know, there's no way that uh, you know students aren't taking you know. They may not understand what what we're you know you know imparting with them, but they get it eventually. You know, as they get older, they're like, okay, you know, this is what he meant by transferable skills. You know, and once again, you know, we we have a great team. Um, our our youth, you know, come together as one, and we try to we try to hold that together as much as possible. We build community first, and then we compete. Wow. Um... You know, I'll share a small story. We had a member that bought pizzas for uh, a gaming center of some college kids that went over and I, I was invited to stop in. So I stopped in and the students were so excited. They were playing, they were comfortable, they were happy, they were having pizza. And I had a minute to talk to them during their break. And they were they were in a tournament or practice at the, at the moment when I was talking with them. And they were freshmen in college oh. and they were there. I asked them, when, when's the last time you were here? And they, they said, Tuesday. And I said, oh, you were just here. So this isn't a treat that you're having an Oreo milkshake and a piece of pizza. And they said, well, the food's a treat, but we come Tuesdays and Thursdays. Oh. And I said, oh, really? To be together? And they said, no, we have no gaming center. Oh. At the college. Yeah. You see that a lot, though. You see that a lot. Yeah. And I don't think people realize these kids went, students, went 30 miles on the train to get to this gaming center twice a week, two nights a week. Yeah. From Chicago to, you know, to Chicago, you know, in Chicago. Mm -hmm. um, and thrilled to be there. You know, nothing but pure joy. That's awesome. And I was just thinking to myself, man, I went over to their coach and I was like, what do we have to do to get a game center <laughs> in your school? <laughs> I, I couldn't, I, uh, I was just like, cause they, they were just precious. And he's like, it's coming. We already yeah. got the grant. And I was like, yeah. oh, thank God. So, uh, you know, cause these guys don't even know what they don't even know. Like yeah. imagine coach, when we were in school, if we had to take uh, the L 30 miles to go to the library, <laughs> Well, see, I, I got to tell you, I used to, for a lot of the events that I used to have to take, I, I grew up in Brooklyn, New York. Um, you know, some of the events, like it was an hour train ride for me. So, you know, like I, I fully empathize with, you know, what, you know, um, some of our, our youth have to go through. Um, one of our uh, business partners um, runs a gaming center. Uh, 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 it's so refreshing to know that we have um gamers guild in britain 
because you know there are students who can't participate i mean we have three thousand kids in our high school right roughly. yeah and we can yeah. only fit about 40 students in our gaming center so you know mm -hmm. he does a lot of things that are like free for students or like discounted yeah. and you know and they just have to make it there um we've actually yeah. donated some of our equipment um we had uh you know that we had like three older gaming pcs that um they're using right now because you know they want students to be able to do things like league of legends you know they have they have two more pcs that were donated um we have one that was just donated to us for them specifically and it's just like you know what like yeah like this is what it's about right it's like building an ecosystem is not oh i'm at the university i'm at the high school you know we run a business it's like no like you know if we don't do this as a group it's gonna wither and die um i think about a lot of this stuff you know like i'm, I'm a huge vr enthusiast i look at um we had uh we had four or five um vr lounges and cafes like pop up but it wasn't really you know like you know the barrier to entry was you know it was expensive to go and play yeah. a lot of kids didn't have mm -hmm. vr at home that's right um you know they didn't have there wasn't an infrastructure schools weren't really interested in it and it was just like a lot of these businesses folded um yeah. or they got or they folded into pre-existing businesses so instead of being their own brick and mortar they were yeah. now part of another um, you know, like, you know, you know, like, a, like, a, like some of them have moved into like trampoline parks and things of that nature, where, yeah. you know, the cost to operate is lower, but people aren't necessarily going there for VR. And I've seen that right. happen. And I'm like, you know what? I was like, the reason why this doesn't happen with esports is because of the community around it. You yeah. know, it wasn't just, oh, you know, we're going to open up these businesses and, you know, we're going to make money off of it. It was like, you know, there's a community that will literally travel. Robbie at Gamers Guild, like the, their people, they come up from as far as New York. You know, like they, they have people yeah. who, who will travel um, from out of the state, but, you know, a lot of their players come from, you know, 20, 30 miles away and, you know, and their kids, you know, like it's not like, you know, like they're just sitting around. We just took a trip to, um, to uh, Newtown to see if uh, Affinity Sports, um, you know, literally just to have the conversation because I know that they want to do so much work in the community across the state, you know. That's right. And my, my conversations have been, hey, you know, we are, you know, like we're not geographically landlocked anymore, right? You know, like, you know, quarantine has proven that, you know, being virtual is a thing that is sustainable like it's not yeah. it's not going away so you can have people That's who right. want to come in in person but we can still do projects right virtually so um you know ccsu post and the alzheimer's association are doing um a fundraiser for the alzheimer's association uh originally it was just supposed to be ccsu then we spoke to post and we were like hey you know if we do like a a, a cooperative thing where like you know you hold events on your campus and we hold events on our campus simultaneously and then we switch back and forth between the streams but then we have our students compete i was like think about how, how like how much how many more eyes we get yeah. you know how, like how much more money we can raise for this organization okay. that we all believe in yeah um, as opposed to saying hey you know like it has to be this or it has to be that it's like collaboration is key which is you know yeah pretty much you know what what i've been doing and what i've learned a long time ago and i've stuck with it and i love every you know i i, I love what we can do together um someone said to me or i heard it i don't remember where but i've been saying it and i take no credit for it but i use it none of us is smarter than all of us and i'm like 
that makes perfect sense. Like, you know, bringing together these ideas, you know, will really move things exponentially. You know, I can, I can move the needle so far, but then somebody else can move it even further. And then, you know, like it'll branch out in a way that, you know, none of us will originally, you know, may have originally conceived of, but it's a stronger situation for us all. And I, I, I love what we're doing here locally. And I hope to do it nationally and internationally. Well, and yeah, so let's talk about that. You joined the association Mm -hmm. and uh, tell us why you joined and tell us how we can help you. I know you're also coming to our Esports Next annual conference here in Chicago. So let us know what we can do as a community. Talk, Talk to us, coach. Well, you know, I think I think the one thing that we have to really figure out is, you know, um, you know, I'm I'm an educator. I, you know, I spent three years teaching. I've been working in schools since April twelfth of two thousand. Um, and then I taught for three years, and I've been running my own program since '09. And, you know, the the one key piece that we're always missing is what does the what's sustainable at the industry level? What's going on in the industry that will lead? to the education, right? You know, so like that whole, you know, like I feel like we we come up with ideas and we build these things without ever turning to business and saying, hey, what are you guys doing? Like, you know, like we need that information, right? You know, we, you know, we, you know, you're the found, you're the foundation, you're the finish line. You are where everybody is trying to get to, but we're not having those conversations. Like we talk about, you know, how to how to build things at universities, but do we talk about you know, what's the best curriculum? What, do you, what are you guys looking for? And how do we then turn around and say, okay, what's the best way to teach this so that the jobs that are available are being met by people who are actually trained in them and they're not getting training once they get out of college? And I see that a lot where people are like, oh yeah, well, you know, like I didn't really know what I was going to do. And then I went, I got trained on the job and now I know X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, how great would it be if we just started asking the questions from middle school all the way up, you know, like, Hey, like what, you know, you do this every day. Like what does the next 60 years look like for you guys? And what would you like, you know, so conversely, it's not necessarily, you know, what you guys can do for us. It's like, what can we do together? How do we create these opportunities for the youth coming up? Because, you know, I got to tell you, 10 years ago, I didn't think that I would be coaching esports, and I've been playing video games forever, <laughs> you know, like, what does the future look like for our students, um, you know, just, just different, you know, industry trends, you know, how do we get, um, how do we get politicians on board understanding the importance of things like tax credits in states for businesses, like, you know, what, what do educators need to say to the, to the same politicians who are coming to them for their votes, because let's face it, teachers unions are huge, right? And they always, you know, they always attract, you know, um, gatekeepers. Okay, well, if we wanna do something, like we, ha- we, have to, we have to go to the teachers unions, we have to do all of these things. But at no point are we then turning around and saying, okay, well, you know what? Like, yeah, we're teaching, we're educating, we're empowering. But our kids aren't going to be in after school forever. They're not going to be in high school forever. They're not going to be in college forever. Eventually, they're going to enter the workforce. What does the workforce need us to do to make sure that they're getting the best people possible? And that's where I think, you know, um, you know that's what I'm excited to learn. That's why I want to go to esports next, because, you know, I know that, that there are questions I'm not even thinking about, because 
I haven't sat down to really figure it out. Um, we work with a couple of indie um developers, and that's great. And uh, Connecticut has uh the C uh, was it, it's uh CT uh, developers um uh as a as an organization. Um, we're getting ready to join that as well, just to to figure out you know what indie developers are doing locally. But we yeah. really have we really have to know. I mean, you know, because esports is you know isn't just about game development, right? There's so much more, you know. A lot of educators don't even realize that, you know, we sit down and we start explaining to them some of the curriculum that we use. Um, we're working with the, we're running the curriculum with the, the North American Scholastic Esports um, Foundation, NACEF. And I got to tell you, everything that they're doing is what we were trying to figure out how to build. And and I tell everyone, I was like, why build something when there's something perfect here already? That's right. I was like, but then the next step is, yeah, all of this works. But now let's start talking to businesses. Let's start talking to the industry insiders because we don't know. We're educators. It's our job to educate and empower our students, but we have to find the best way forward, the best path forward. And we're not doing that successfully. So, you know, when I was like, oh, there's a there's a esports trade association. I got like I just I was like, I was excited. I was ecstatic because I was like, you know it was a Google search and you popped up immediately. And I was like, I should have done this years ago. <laughs> I should have done this. <laughs> it so fires me up when educators like yourself, you know, can get with the Microsofts and the SHIs or, you know, the people that could put some, some legs to the programs that they're mm -hmm. working on that, you know, that, that's the, that's the, you know, that's the uh, the recipe, you know. Yeah. That's what yeah. we need, um, where the kids are protect protected and they're you know they're properly represented and they're not um, you know they're 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 nice um, supportive sponsorships that mm -hmm. help their future. So I do think that you'll be delighted when you get to esports next. It, oh, it, I can't! It, I can't wait. Oh, we're so excited to have you, and we're running out of time. Is there um is is there some handles that we can find? Um, we can find you. I'm sure there's going to be people that are going to be very interested in what you're building. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, want to share a couple of your handles? Oh and, yeah. Um, so we're, so where so you can find us easily. Um, if you go online, we are win w org. Um, if you hashtag win wwyn we usually pop up if you do win esports we will will come up in a, in a in a heartbeat well i appreciate you sharing all about your program what a what a um a bunch of great kids what a lucky uh what a lucky group of students that you have i really appreciate you yeah, being on the show thank you so much thank you so much i know that uh you know i like I said, you know, any any day that I can do the work that I do and play games is a phenomenal day. And, you know, I get to do that more times than not. So it's a wonderful thing to do. Well, there you have it. Coach Dwayne Pierre. And Pierre. 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 <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Coach, Dwayne, Co Coach Dwayne Pierre mm -hmm. at org. Mm -hmm. Reach out to him or come to Esports Next dot gg and we'll celebrate uh together um for the for our for our worldwide youth networks and uh thank you for being on the show coach thank you for having me it's my absolute pleasure yep